0: story 1 of the race of the swift this is a librivox recording all librivox recordings are in the public domain for more information or to volunteer please visit librivox.org recording by david wales the race of the swift by edwin carlyle ditti story 1 the race of the swift a half moon was shedding a faint glow over the rugged knob country The twisted, broken, distorted ground, with its spasmodic growth of blackberry, sassafras, and juniper bushes, seemed the center of desolation. But something was living, moving, in the midst of this loneliness. Creeping along a ragged fence-line at the base of a knob went a stealthy figure. Sharp-muzzled, keen-eyed, lean of body and wiry of limb, the object moved forward at a swift trot the night was young scarcely had the salmon tents which the sun had left in the west disappeared through the pure lambent air the rolling tones of the farmer could be heard as he called his pigs home above the high hills gleamed the timid tapers of the early stars a low breeze was chanting a gentle vesper among the pines and oaks upon the knob side a blundering rabbit butted blindly through the weeds on the creek bank a bullfrog, fat and inert, bellowed forth his thunderous note. A muskrat splashed softly from a half sunken log and spread his flat paddles to propel him to his hidden home. A whippoorwill's heartbroken tones came from a point further down the hollow. Nature was saying that the day was gone the she-fox trotting by the worm-eaten fence stopped abruptly the fence was curving around the knob and this did not coincide with her purpose she stopped with one forefoot upheld and ears pricked attentively the sounds she heard were familiar legitimate a part of her nightly life the she-fox was painfully attenuated her tawny body was barred with bulging ribs there was a gaunt starved look about her bony face the two rows of teats along her belly were clean and bare even moist for ten minutes ago a half-dozen tiny tongues had striven vainly to draw nourishment from them but she had none to give for two days and nights she had tasted food but once and during that time her hungry brood had insistently drawn her very life from her hour after hour she had given it freely and without grudge licking caressingly first one baby form and then another had even borne unflinchingly the sharp nips from little teeth when the milk would not flow The night before she had ranged for miles, though so weak that only the deathless strength of her mother-love sustained her in her quest. Not far from her home was a place where human people lived, but they were wary, and placed their hens and chickens under lock and key, at the going down of every sun. Thither had she gone first, because it was the closest, but not a feather could she find, at the corner of the hen-house she stopped and sniffed eagerly beyond the whitewashed planks were scores of fat fowls and the she-fox knew it but they were safe from her long white teeth she listened the sound of rustling feathers and drowsy clucks smote her ears and the saliva of famine dripped from the loose skin of her lower jaw emboldened by desperation she walked around the building At the bottom of the door a hole had been cut, so that the fowls could enter when the door was shut, but this was secured by a plank, which in turn was held in place by a heavy stone. She could not move it, because she was weak from fasting. Thrusting her sharp black nose into a crack about an inch wide between the planks, she drank in the ravishing odour of many a choice pullet suddenly realizing that this course was worse than futile she turned vaulted the fence enclosing the cow lot swerved around a prostrate ponderous figure sleepily chewing its cud and vanished in the direction of the stable here likewise her investigation was fruitless so she gave up and turned her head towards another farmhouse five miles away the journey which ordinarily would not have caused the least fatigue came near to overcoming the dauntless forager near her destination she tottered to a brook and sank in the cool water lapping it at intervals this brought back some of her strength and she essayed to complete her task through the orchard she trailed then suddenly her delicate nostrils conveyed to her subtle brain some welcome intelligence stopping about twenty feet from the yard fence she reconnoitred a big walnut tree grew close to the fence and upon the limbs of this tree were some huge shapeless knots knots with convex backs and drooping tails turkeys the eyes of the starved raider glowed green and blue here was a feast strength for her and life for her little ones back in their rocky den crawling blindly about and wailing piteously for food. Softly as a moonbeam she crept forward, then came to a halt in dismay and sank upon her haunches. The plank with strips nailed across it, by the aid of which the turkeys gained their roost, had been removed and lay there upon the ground before her, to mock her baffled hopes and her bitter despair." with a keen sense of distances she measured with her eye the height of the lowest limb from the ground it was not far she had made greater leaps time and again but now her leaden paralyzed limbs could scarcely carry her pinched body over the ground to make the effort would be suicide the dog-pack were sleeping somewhere nearby, and their sleep was light a cracking twig would arouse them and that night she could not lead them There were babies at home who needed her. She dared not make the attempt. One of the knots on a limb moved cautiously, then toppled. The watcher sprang forward eagerly to again meet with disappointment. The sleeping wings flapped once or twice, a new footing was secured, and the head of the restless turkey receded into the neck feathers as the fowl relapsed into slumber after a few moments the dull red shadow on the ground moved on again hunger-mad yet crafty into the confines of the yard crept the fox up to a long tall bench by the kitchen door the scent of something strangely like fresh meat had reached her there was a vessel of some sort covered with a piece of wood on the bench to leap up and muzzle off the cover was the work of a second and there was the dressed carcass of a chicken soaking overnight to serve as a breakfast for the human people in the morning quickly as a star twinkles she of the forest folk had the spoil in her strong jaws softly as a shadow falling she dropped to earth swiftly as the wind she glided through the long corn rows growing in the garden back of the house and was soon a mile away safe because unpursued then she sank upon her belly and ate and ate crunched the tender bones and the juicy flesh impregnated as they were with salt and gradually she felt the glad elation of returning strength Through her worn, famished body renewed life was running, although the edge of her hunger had barely been removed. She lay quiet for a while, gathering together the taxed forces of her being, and thinking of the miles stretching between her and the little ones. But before the shadows upon the hilltops turned into the misty halos of morning, six tiny forms lay at their mother's breasts, well fed and asleep now another day had come and gone and she was as bad off as before her mate who had bided with her until the babies came had tired of her and gone to seek a fairer wench leaving her unaided to provide for the offspring of their wild free love she had planned and worked plotted and slain the floor of the den was covered with feathers and sprinkled with broken bones dry bones which she had cracked in desperation while searching for sustenance it was a fight all the time fight for food fight to live so when the night had barely come and the salmon tents in the west were yet a shadow the she-fox nosed her importunate progeny into a whining heap at one side of the den and slipped softly without and moved down the hillside her waving tail like a smouldering torch in the gloom of the woods keeping in the shadow of the rickety rail fence till it could no longer serve her she halted a moment for deliberation then twisted her supple body and half leaped half crawled through a crack near the bottom as she had stood with ears alert before veering her course the faintest kind of tone had come to her it was different from the hill voices the forest kind know all the dozens of low noises which float along the knob side at night the voices and sounds were all soft peculiarly soft only when a wildcat is at bay or the pack swings mouthing over the lowlands and the hills is the wonderful silence of that region disturbed after the sun has gone if her ear was not at fault and privation had sharpened all of her faculties the she-fox knew that a rich reward would soon be hers skirting the creek till she came to a place where it narrowed she leaped across and moved on in the same steady trot through the blackberry and sassafras bushes behind a low tangle of weeds and vines she crept at last and crouched not three feet from a narrow hog-path winding on towards the farmhouse half a mile away from the pond at the base of the slight elevation over which the path led some belated geese were ambling homeward a half-dozen or more awkward matronly placid moving in indian file with never a thought beyond dipping in the hog trough in the barnyard or gobbling up the food thrown to the chickens the webbed feet plodded on straight to death one two three four six plump bodies marched sedately by the low clump of matted weeds destruction swift and sure seized the last out of the shadow sprang a shape two sinewy forelegs glided around the long white neck and skilful fangs tore open the portals of death it was done almost without a sound a feather or two and a few drops of blood were the only traces of the deed taking the blood as it gushed from the gaping wounds the fox seized the neck firmly at a point near the base slung the heavy body across her back with a dexterous jerk of her head and started for her den at a swift lope that night she feasted to repletion and the next day she gorged herself on her kill made indolent by gluttony she did not leave her lair for two whole days then her old enemy hunger returned again and drove her to action during the days she had been lying inert in her rocky chamber some things had changed which disturbed her not a little the morning following the night she had brought in her prize she had heard the dread voices of the hounds on some far-off range all day at intervals the unwelcome chant had come to her ears and so she knew that the human people had missed their goose and were abroad with the pack in quest of its destroyer the second day a more alarming thing had happened it was when the shadows of the taller trees began to lengthen towards the east and twilight reigned in her cave home that she was aroused once more by the determined notes of the pursuing pack creeping to the entrance she presently saw the chase passing along the knob side a great gray fox nearly spent was gliding falling down the incline his red mouth stretched for breath and his bushy tail drooping after him raced the hated friends of the human people loud-tongued and tireless the gray fox was leading bravely and hunters and hunted passed from view to the accompaniment of rustling leaves and snapping twigs and triumphant bays the next morning near midday her merciless offspring teased and worried her so that the she-fox crept forth in spite of the warning of the day before and set her sharp muzzle towards the crest of the range with the intention of invading territory which hitherto her feet had never pressed there were wild turkeys back in the hills and wary and suspicious as she knew them to be they were no match for her wily woodcraft but scarcely had her noiseless feet gone over the top of the knob when a sharp yelp immediately behind her caused her to jump and turn quickly they were there her enemies and their noses were smelling out her trail for as yet they had not seen her even as she leaped for the nearest cover like a yellow flash her first thought was of the little ones biting at home she must lead her foes away from that cleft in the rocks where her love-children lay awaiting her return and though her life should be given up yet would she die alone and far away before she would sacrifice her young it was a hard and stubborn race which she ran for the next six hours at times her loyal loving heart seemed ready to burst from the strain she thrust upon it at times fleet feet were pattering almost at her heels and pitiless jaws were held wide to grasp her then again only the echo of the stubborn cry of her pursuers reached her she had doubled time and again once a brief respite was granted her when she dashed up a slanting tree trunk which in falling had lodged in the branches of another tree eight tawny forms dashed hotly furiously by then she descended and took the back track only for a moment however were the cunning dogs deceived they discovered the artifice almost as soon as it was perpetrated and came harking back themselves with redoubled zeal so the long hours of the afternoon wore away not a moment that was free from effort not an instant that death did not hover over the mother fox awaiting the least misstep to descend back and forth around and across and still the subtlety of the fox eluded the haste and fury of the hounds all were tired to the point of exhaustion but none would give up the sun went down tremulous shadows like curtains hung were draped among the trees the timid stars came out again and the half moon rose a little larger than the night before and still with inveterate hate on the one side and the undying strength of despair on the other the grim chase swept through the night at last the blood-rimmed eyes of the reeling quarry saw familiar landmarks unconsciously in her blind efforts she had come to the neighbourhood of her den perhaps the love within her heart had guided her back she found her strength quickly failing and with a realization of this her scheming brain awoke as from a trance and drove her to deeper guile two rods away was the creek to it she staggered splashed through the low water for a dozen yards and hid herself beneath the gnarled roots of a tree from the base of which the stream had eaten away the soil she listened intensely she heard the pack lose the scent search half-heartedly for a few minutes for they too were weary to dropping then withdraw one at a time beaten but for half an hour the brave animal lay against the tree roots waiting and resting then she came out cautiously looked around her and with difficulty gained the mouth of her den casting one keen glance over her shoulder through the checkered spaces of the forest she glided softly within and lying down curled her tired body protectingly around her sleeping little ones and a story one